It's really for that one person who is still holding on to the idea, is still holding on to this premise that there is hope for the challenge that they're inside of. And something about your message, something about you is why they're still keeping track of what you do. And the reality is you don't know that one insight. You don't know that one story. You don't know that one share. Or even in the case of this, she was offering a workshop. And the thing that the person responded to was a paid opportunity. You know your business can change people's lives, but you don't yet have the right words to inspire them to take action. Imagine the changes you will create in your business when you tap into the secrets of ethical influence and positive persuasion to not only better serve your clients, but also to supercharge your financial freedom. I'm your host, Jason Lynette, and welcome to the Hypnotic Language Hacks podcast. I help coaches and course creators just like you to close more premium sales. And no, this isn't about tricking or manipulating people. Not at all. It's about helping your prospects to appropriately sell themselves into your products or services. Please hit subscribe and get all the episodes now at jasonlinette.com. Do you hear that sound in the background? It's either an airplane or it might be a train. Pretty certain it's an airplane. Hey, it's Jason Lynette, and let me kind of set the scene for you right now. For those of you that are watching the video presentation of this podcast, this will be pretty clear. But even for those of you listening, let me officially set the stage. It's 7.51 a.m. on a Friday. I'm here in Scottsdale, Arizona for a business mastermind event, and I found a bit of an abandoned office park, that doesn't sound creepy, uh, with a picnic table, which means we can produce this week's podcast, which kind of goes in line with the theme of the episode this week, all about hacking motivation. And I'm going to share with you some insights that I've kind of found the hard way, as well as some insights to take some of that personal motivation even beyond yourself and turn a lot of what you do in terms of the client attraction part of your business into that of an ethical responsibility in such a way that it completely bypasses procrastination, shortcuts the game of what some would call imposter syndrome, and instead brings everything to a place of service. So stick with me through this quick episode this week. I'll share with you some strategies, not only for your personal life, not only for your health, but also indeed, yes, to make it rain. Before we get started today, remember this quick website, jasoninfluence.com. Because if you want to easily grab people's attention, naturally build authority, and organically have your prospects wanting more from you, even before you make an offer, I've created a step-by-step -step strategy to help you to do just that. I call it the Video Influence System. And this is your opportunity right now to discover my highly effective, entirely free, on-demand workshop at jasoninfluence.com. It's specifically for coaches and course creators who want to deliver premium value to their clients to receive premium value in return. So if you want a proven framework to boost your confidence and deliver value that inspires people to take action with you, get your free Influence Masterclass online right now at jasoninfluence.com. I want to kick off this week's episode, session number 53, Hacking Motivation, with a bit of a transparent story that yesterday I mapped out exactly what I wanted to talk about 
in the episode this week based on some conversations that have popped up over time inside of our private influence community or in private consulting one-to-one with more of my high-level accelerator students. Uh, But then this morning, I woke up and there was a post in one of our groups and I'll read this as much as I can here. And I think you'll see why this will set the stage for exactly what I mean by hacking motivation. Patty posted, I stopped dead in my tracks and I got a feeling I don't think I could really describe other than I got it. When Jason says, keep talking, your audience is listening, I get it. When I said, but sometimes I feel bored about what I'm talking about, Jason said, keep talking. Not everyone has heard your message. The message isn't for you. It's for them. I get it. Refine your message so they understand it better, clearer, and that can help you to get it even better. I get it. This mom, a lot of the work that Patty does is dealing with birthing and mothers who are expecting or mothers wishing to become pregnant. This mom has been following me for a year and really respects what I post. A year, she put that in all caps. It took her a year to click on the Discover free workshop uh, link and decide it was enough. Imagining others, uh, imagining those others waiting even longer, perhaps smoking decades, living in fear, living with anger and frustration. The thing is, people are watching, listening, lurking, waiting. And how dare I not share? How dare I not speak and put videos and give them something awesome to finally take the first step? I'm not perfect. Uh, shoot, half the time I'm trying to figure out my own next step, and but I get it right, and I get them, and how dare I not? All caps, with a bunch of purple hearts, uh, right after this, by the way. Damn you, Jason, couple of exclamation marks. I have never felt so thrilled to send a midpoint email telling them how excited I am to meet them next week. Uh, and this is a screenshot of the post of her uh, application funnel on her website, What's your motivation for joining this workshop? The client says, I've been following Patty for over a year now and really respect what she posts. Motivation. There was this sort of meme that popped up online in recent years about how motivation is BS. I'll censor it to keep it friendly here. But motivation being BS, that it's instead motivation really becomes that factor of showing up with consistency and not waiting for what some would perceive motivation to be as this magical rush of energy that suddenly now, because this preordained sensation appears, now it's time to begin. If that's what you're holding on for it to be, you're going to be sitting around and waiting for a while. Instead, I'll kind of walk you through a bit of a change personally that I've made in my life. Uh, I'm a firm believer of the statement that the way you are one place is the way you are everywhere else. So I kind of looked around at some things in my personal life and business life and went, what are some correlations I can draw? What are some business projects that I've been stalling at? And rather than go into the psychoanalysis of that specific project and that specific stalling point, which I'll leave out the miscellaneous details, it came about to be that there was a staffing issue that I had to resolve as well as building what we call SOP, Standard Operating Procedures, so that not only could I hire somebody, but also they could know what the hell they're supposed to do, which turns out to be massively essential when you're hiring someone else, by the way. So this was a project that I recognized needed to happen. And if I labeled it as procrastination, 
I would have slapped a label on it. I would have put myself into a category of labeling it as a problem. This is where I just refuse to believe in a premise of imposter syndrome. Let's not attach this community to a premise that we're perhaps just afraid to do something we haven't yet done, or we don't yet have enough evidence in our life, confidence being that result of success repeated over time. We need to stack up more evidences of our success so that we earn that confidence you know, inside of this premise. So I looked at this aspect of my life and went, okay, what are times in my life where I was the most consistent in the shape of my business? And part of it was getting back into a more routine eating and exercise schedule. And as soon as I created momentum in one part of my life, it spilled over to the professional life and we've cleaned up that aspect and it's getting better on a daily basis now. So let me walk you through the morning routine though which is where getting up in the morning and did this today, uh, technically on a business trip, um, which is awfully fun when it's a gym where they're like, we don't know how to process guest passes at five in the morning. Um, here, sign in and please just don't hurt yourself. Uh, so, hey, free guest pass. I'll pay on Sunday, I'm sure, when I go at a regular time. Uh, but this idea of I used to fall prey to the situation of waking up early, having a cup of coffee to kind of kick off the morning, and uh, waiting until I felt awake to then go to the gym. Are you getting ahead of me on this one? Yeah, I think you are. Uh, so waiting for that sensation of now I feel ready, now I'm ready to go. And at that point, I'd get up around five and then it'd be 7.15 in the morning, my kids were waking up and then I wouldn't go that day. Thankfully, the gym is about maybe four or five miles from home, about a six or a seven minute drive, not too far. And what I had to step into going back to November this past year, was going to this idea of by the time I'm there, I'll be ready. And let's take exactly what I'm producing for you right now as an example. I moved from Virginia to Orlando, Florida in the last couple of months. And in the course of that, some of you have seen it, built out this rather impressive home production studio uh, even to the point that some of the items on my bookshelf behind me, you can't see it right now because I'm in a parking lot, basically. Uh, <laughs> but some of the items are actually commanded heaps of down so they don't move. So if I'm ever shooting videos across multiple days, everything is meticulous and laid out. And even the framework of how pictures are hanged on the wall and lighting is such in a way that you don't see my ring light in my images. You've seen those videos before. Um, that doesn't happen right now. I've got an old webcam. Uh, I do have my Yeti microphone. I travel with it now. Roll it up in a pair of jeans. Good to go. There is a Yeti Nano, which is built for more travel related things, but like the weight is not too different. Just pay the extra money and get the Yeti. Um, but I'm here with my laptop watching my power meter slowly go down and my video production isn't the quality that I'm used to. The sound has a lot of extraneous sound, which my amazing team at Podcast Network Solutions, maybe they'll edit out there's the plane again. Maybe they'll edit that out or perhaps just my microphone levels are good enough. You can still hear me. But I'm still here broadcasting this message to go out on the podcast next week, sharing something that I know is important to this audience, even in spite of the fact that it may not be the most perfect of production quality. I wake up and I drive to the gym with the assumption that by the time I'm there, I'll be alert enough to safely begin and do an appropriate 
warm up at the gym to then get the body and mind everything ready to go, which does then set the stage for the rest of the day. Though perhaps think back a little while ago to the post that I read from Patty, who's in our community, where all of a sudden now, as she says, I get it, that here's this time span of putting out content, not just content for the sake of content, but content to speak to their needs, content to speak to their problem points, content to begin to paint the picture as to the solutions that they can create in their life and how it's not just about you. It's not about how wonderful you look in the video or how flawless that picture appears. It's not about the perfection that we often strive towards and it often holds us back from a place of wanting it to be too perfect to the point we just don't put anything out. It's really for that one person who is still holding on to the idea, is still holding on to this premise that there is hope for the challenge that they're inside of and something about your message, something about you, is why they're still keeping track of what you do. And the reality is you don't know that one insight, you don't know that one story, you don't know that one share, or even in the case of this, she was offering a workshop. And the thing that the person responded to was a paid opportunity. I'm out to dinner last night with a couple of friends that I've made uh, as part of this group that I'm here uh, hanging out with this week. Uh, and it's a mixture of people. This is a higher level mastermind. I'd say comfortably the investment in this community is one that's in the mid. Um, we'll just say it's in the startups of the fifth of the five figures area. We'll leave it at that. Uh, so this is a community of people who are movers and shakers who have already moved their businesses from the most part from the five to six figures and many looking at how do we now move into multiple six figure months and to seven figure years. This is a community of people who get stuff done. And normally I say that more colorfully, but it's early and I've got an audience now, which is kind of weird and I don't know who they are, but let's keep going because this is about you. Uh, <laughs> there was a dialogue last night over dinner as to how very often we can track how long someone has been inside of the systems of our business before they become a paying client. And one person shared the commentary yesterday as to how they've been working at optimizing the systems of their business, that it used to be 90 days. Think about that for a moment, for especially those of you who have put out one video and said, oh, it didn't work. Here's someone who's running a very successful multiple six-figure business and can track the fact that someone from lead to paying client was, I believe the number was specifically like 93 days. And thanks to some optimization that they've been doing, thanks to broadcasting a message more frequently, thanks to a concept which actually go back a couple of episodes of mine about content that actually drives conversions. And they've brought that down to 42, if I remember the number right. Um, I can look at the nature of one segment of my business and we have a much smaller window of initial reach out in terms of coming into our world to becoming a paying customer. And for us, it's less than a week. However, in that segment of my business, we're bringing them in through a lower cost entry point, which then brings them into the world of everything else. And over the course of a year or two, they're in several higher figure programs inside of that community. Motivation though, is the topic here. So do you see the importance of consistency over time? 
as I look at what I did this morning in the gym, it's something that classically I haven't done for a while. And I'd openly say it's probably why I did have some periods of burnout in terms of like the strength training I got into years ago, which originally was more, I'd say, medicinal. Is that legal here in Arizona? I didn't look it up. Uh, but more so rather than the aesthetic, which was that I had a bit of a bad back and simply by getting stronger, it eradicated the issue with the back and things have now long since resolved. The concept of today was that of the deload. So I didn't do my full routine. I went in and my three key moves, it was leg day. I'm not feeling it as much as I normally do because it was like three reps of a squat, three reps of a leg press. And I got these weird looks when I got on that leg curl machine, which normally you do higher reps on that. And for that one, I did three reps and I left. I was in and out of the gym in like 22 minutes. I share that because sometimes there are moments where it's purposeful to kind of pull back. You know, we did pause this podcast over the course of the summer uh, just because we were running into some production issues with all the traveling and moving, but then came back. And again, even though I don't have my fancy production studio, and that used to be an excuse I would have used three, four years ago as to why no episode this week. No, we're here. We're doing it. And I have a whole list of notes that will turn into another podcast in a couple of weeks because sometimes life happens and it gives you every reason to go in a slightly different direction. Thank you, Patty, for posting this incredible thread this morning and becoming a reason why to go, we need to share this and how it does directly correlate over to motivation because there's people out there who need to hear what you do. There's people out there with specific needs, no matter your industry. We have a bit of an interesting audience here with hypnotic language hacks. I have a relatively strong following from the hypnosis and therapy communities, thanks to what I do over in my other business, Work Smart Hypnosis. It's cold out here. Um, but also, the hands are getting cold here. Uh, we'll wrap it up here in a bit. But also an audience of people that are in personal training, financial advising, contractors, people who are lawyers, uh, people who do personal coaching, health coaching, birth coaching. Hey, thank you, Patty. Uh, but the opportunity where these are people that, again, as we say here, you know your business can change people's lives, but sometimes you just don't have the right words to inspire them to take action. I want to reread one section of this thread here that I'm not perfect and shoot half the time I'm trying to figure out my own next step, but I get it and I get them and how dare I not make it easy for them. People are watching, listening, lurking, waiting, and how dare I not share, speak, put videos and give them something awesome to finally take that next step. So as you look at your time, are you waiting for motivation to kick in? Are you waiting for this magical rush of energy? Are you waiting for some magical software to appear and suddenly solve everything? And really, in the shape of your life, to quote Russell Brunson's phrase on this, are you stepping into that role of that charismatic leader who really represents the world of which this person wants to go towards? and show them that, yes, this is possible. Yes, we can make these things happen, and I can be your guide to help that occur. This is where I could pivot at the end of this and say, here's a link to get on a call with us. I'd rather point back to something you heard a little while ago, uh, yes, in a pre-recorded, fancier uh, video and audio clip, which is a resource that we put together, jasoninfluence.com. 
the story behind this. As I work with my clients in personal coaching as a hypnotist, many of them had a fear of public speaking. But the deeper we got into the fear, the more we realized, yes, there was a story they were holding on to. Yes, there was some emotional baggage to clear away. But at the end of the day, once they were in front of the camera, they didn't know what to say. So this is why I sort of unpacked what was effective inside of some of my videos and videos that I was responding to and broke it down to a simple seven point system. Sounds cumbersome. Some steps only take two or three seconds though. But what happens is when you have a framework, when you have a formula that you know has worked and now you can trust the formula or let me nerd out for a second. Most of Shakespearean language, this is exactly where you expected me to go. Most of Shakespearean dialogue in his plays is iambic pentameter, where there's 10 syllables on a line of poetry and every other syllable is stressed. There's a dominant stressor. There's a secondary stressor. I was never really the actor, but I was the stage manager in professional theater from like 2003 to like 2006 or seven. And I had to sit in the room and hear all this and it just stuck in the brain. But soft, what light through yonder window breaks. Don't say it that way, because that's annoying. Uh, but what happens when they say, but soft, what light through yonder, but soft, what light through yonder window breaks? There's a light that's illuminating. In the classic balcony scene in Romeo and Juliet, of which the play never mentions a balcony. Hmm. Think about that for a second. But it's always a balcony. Uh, so <laughs> what's happening? A light is turning on but soft. What light through yonder window breaks? Light is stressed. Breaks is the secondary stressor because the light breaks, the light turns on. And in the stage direction of everything, a light turns on and you're in the audience and you go, hey, a light turned on. And you hear the actor go, but soft. What light through yonder window breaks? And you go, that's what that means. True story though, unless it's a student matinee and the actor's really tired because it's 8, 11 a.m. as it is right now for me. I'm wide awake. Uh, but <laughs> he goes, butt soft, what light through? And a kid goes, what the hell's a butt soft? Wonderful performance, by the way. Great actor. Uh, I share this because when you have formulas, so you can look at the, um, what's the term, gobbledygook of Shakespearean dialogue and go, what the heck is this? But for the actor, they know to look for formulas inside of the script and see where to put the emphasis. I'm realizing there's something slightly arrogant about drawing a correlation between Shakespearean text and the free resource I'm now sharing with you. But hey, let's run with it. They think it's funny. They're still watching. Yeah, I'll wrap it up in a minute. <laughs> uh, Lee, don't edit that out. So the idea is when you have a formula to, again, take exactly what Patty said and consistently show up, and I'll call it out, I can help you get there faster by taking the guesswork out of what do I share? and instead understand where to jump in. And let's take this week's episode as an example of this in a bit of an impromptu location. Now there's people looking at me through the glass. I should wrap this up. Uh, <laughs> but even from a bit of an impromptu location, I went in with the perfect plan. I storyboarded this episode out. And yet it was a student slash client slash friend when that made me go, this is the story that people need to hear which did serve as the pattern interrupt, which is the first step of the video influence system. So head over to jasoninfluence.com and I'll give you two instructions on this. One, go through it. 
and put it into use. And yes, at the end of it, you'll see an invite to hop on a call with us. This is what we help people do. We help you create that game plan for frequent client acquisition to become that go-to resource for people where now that siren is, I hope not for me, (laughs) to become that person who can absolutely say to people, thanks for following, thanks for listening. Let's help you get from where you are now to where you wanna be. That's how we hack through motivation. We make it beyond ourselves. You've been listening to the Hypnotic Language Hacks podcast with Jason Lynette. And hey, let's hang out. We have an incredible free community online with weekly live training events that I'd love for you to join. Your free private pass is available right now at joininfluencegroup.com. If you want exclusive access to a thriving community ready to help your business grow, this is the place for you. Because every week, you will be surrounded by coaches and course creators at the top of their game, leveling up their success with hypnotic influence for business. Join us today at joininfluencegroup.com.